The following show contains spoilers for Star Wars Episode 8 The Last Jedi. It would be a lonely Christmas for Luke Skywalker, but fortunately, he's going to have dinner with The Last Airbender, The Last of the Mohicans, whilst Indiana Jones does The Last Crusade. It's a lot of lasts. We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Can Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by the last of his kind. His kind is Chris. And we're all dying from exposure to the cold. It is quite cold. It's so cold. (laughs) Grow up, man. I liked your intro, The Last Airbender on that lot. I I enjoyed that. Thank you. I wrote that down. You actually put effort into that one. Put effort into all of my spoiler introductionary things. That wasn't even a spoiler one. I gave nothing away. Oh, yeah, but I didn't want to spoil it. That's the point of the spoiler warning. So everyone that doesn't want to be spoiled is, you know, not here for when we inevitably spoil everything. And this week, we're spoiling everything in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Starring Mark Hamill, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega... Adam Driver... Carrie Fisher, and a bunch of other people. So we- we'll get into it straight away, Chris. What's the plot of the film? Well, we get two separate storylines in this. We get a game of uh, a cat hunting a mouse in the form of the First Order and the Resistance uh, chasing them across the galaxy while they're running low on fuel. And then we go to the Ray Luke training whole scenario thing that Episode 7 left us at. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Episode 8, it has a lot of twists and turns. And we've had rumours of Mark Hamill being a bit wary of where the story was going and and him not being well being surprised by the way that the film goes and i'd say yes it is very surprising and interesting where this film goes it doesn't destroy star wars or anything it takes it off into a new and i'd say exciting direction what about you overall thoughts on the film it's like the writers looked at every fan theory and went okay i like these ones we're going to tease them until the very end and then just drop them because we get the reveal of Ray's parents, <laughs> which destroys every fan theory out there. We get the whole uh, back and forth between Kylo at one point thinking, oh, the fan theory he's going to turn to the light side is accurate. No. <laughs> and we get um, the demise of two characters and a character who I thought would die, but did survive. And both characters who died did not die in ways I thought they would. You don't have to be cryptic. Logan Snoke! <laughs> so they both perish in the film. Yep. Snoke, I expected to go to episode 9, so I'm surprised he died. Luke, I was sort of back and forth, wasn't sure. I wasn't surprised when he died, but I was surprised at how he died. And one character, Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia, I thought they're going to have to kill her off, write her off to explain her absence, but they didn't. Yeah, because of a real-world death. But that yeah. doesn't seem to have affected Ryan Johnson's story in any way. I think he's just carried it on. Yeah, I'm not sure how J.J. Abrams is going to deal with it in episode 9, but that's his problem, not Ryan Johnson's problem. Exactly. So I don't think he's too bothered, but yeah, I, they have said that they're not going to bring Carrie Fisher back in CGI character form, which is good, because that technology isn't up to scratch, and we've seen it in a few scenes. 
scene in this that it's very noticeable that it's a CG face and again we've seen it in Rogue One and yeah um, I don't understand that CG face but I don't I don't see what the point was unless that scene was put in after I think it's just a special effects frosty thing I didn't I'm, like I'm not it. sure why they did it no it looks weird that's a, that's an issue for another day for two years from now <laughs> but um yeah so Snoke who do you, who do you want to focus on first God, so many lines? people isn't there um. <laughs> Because this, this is a long film and it uses that runtime to cram in quite a lot of, of storylines yeah. and story threads and all sorts of shenanigans, yeah. Chris. I mean, the storyline I was most interested in was the whole Luke, Ray, Kylo thing. Everything else that happened was really good, but this is what I was most invested in, what I was looking forward to the most. So start on that. Yeah, okay. So Luke's on an island. It picks off. Exactly where they left it of Ray handing him the lightsaber. He stares at it. And for a moment, I thought in my head, would it be funny if he threw it over the cliff? Which he does. Yeah. <laughs> Just throws it over his shoulder. He wants nothing to do with it. Uh, he doesn't care that it's his original lightsaber. It's his dad's lightsaber. That he used to murder tiny children. Exactly. <laughs> he wants nothing to do with Ray. He's even cut himself off from the Force. Yeah. He's got no Force powers at that moment. So yeah, <laughs> I thought it was quite good. Yeah, and of course... Luke Skywalker's story is going to be the one that most people gravitate towards because we haven't seen him in so long and when we did see him we didn't get enough of him in A For- Force Awakens we've so. got a stare yeah <laughs> but no Mark Hamill proper good in this film I like his character arc as well it's understandable he failed to uh, revive not... the Jedi he fell into the same trap the Obi-Wan fell into while he was training Anakin. He lost a student to the dark side. So he feels he's failed that. He feels that he's failed because he f- he didn't control his dark side emotions as well because we get the whole origin of Kylo Ren and why he's such a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which the... is understandable and we get it from a few different vantage points. So Luke felt that Snoke was corrupting Kylo whilst he was at the the new Jedi Temple and Luke thought that he could put an end to it before it really got going and wanted to kill Kylo in his sleep but he ignites his lightsaber and then he has a, a second thoughts it was a brief moment where he goes I'm going to kill this kid in his sleep and it's going to be a good Jedi thing and then Kylo wakes up and then feeling the betrayal of Luke wanting to murder him in his sleep he brings down the temple kills all of his students and and whatnot. So that's Kylo's kind of ascension to the dark side and him joining Snoke in the First Order, isn't it? What, what Luke, did you think about that? I liked it because we, we got three, or well, we're two false versions of it, if you like, initially. We've got, well, they're not false. They're true the, from so, a certain point of view, Chris. If well, initially there's Obi-Wan's. Uh, <laughs> from a certain point of view, yeah. yeah. So Luke originally says he was in there sort of thinking, oh, I can feel the dark side in Kylo and he went to confront Kylo and then oh no Kylo went to confront him sorry and then brought the temple down Kylo's version is he woke up with Luke trying to kill him bloodlust in his eyes yes swing his lightsaber at him and the true version was as you said Luke lightsaber out then he's like no I'm not going to do this goes to put it away Kylo wakes up and then attacks Luke yeah so what is it's self-defense initially and then he goes over the top yeah because it's a fleeting moment of madness and the dark side pulling at Luke for a split second and that moment of indecision and conflict creates Kylo Ren so yeah. it's it's a misjudgment on Luke's part 
because he he doesn't want to have another Vader on his hands, and he thinks, yeah, if I can snub this out now, I can deal with this. Yeah, well, I've, I like... but instead he just makes everything a whole lot worse. Oh yeah, he ruined it all, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he says about um as well. He, he's like, Carly destroyed a temple, killed a student, but he took a handful of my students with him. But we don't see you or hear about any of them. So no. I don't know if they're going to appear in episode nine, and suddenly he's going to be like, you've got Kylo, and then you've got like four or five lightsaber wielding not sith but dark side users uh the knights of ren that's what uh, Kylo's a yeah, that's they yeah. Are, yeah so we've not seen the knights of ren but i knights of ren could pop up it would be interesting to see them in episode nine because we've not seen them thus far have we so yeah that would be interesting yeah everything on that island was solid stuff solid acting from daisy ridley and, and mark hamill and chewy <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah Chewie's, we sort of drift away from some of the more staples of, of Star Wars. So Chewie's, he's in it, but he's not in it a lot. And so is R2. R2 gets a good moment with Luke on the on the Falcon as well. Oh, projecting the Princess Slayer thing from New Hope. Yeah. I like that. That was yeah. nice. R2's trying to kick Luke into gear and nothing you can do can get me off this island. Which is true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, even R2's nostalgic Princess Leia hologram didn't kick him into gear so yeah luke yeah he's really interesting because he's mopey and well not Sad. mopey he's got long hair now and a beard it's what you do when you go into exile <laughs> you grow your stuff yeah yoda couldn't do that though he can grow a beard <laughs> yoda cannot and he's in this film he is yes puppet yoda is back to give uh luke some guidance during the film uh, it took me a moment because i think they've remolded the puppet face and he was it... slightly greener than usual different. it didn't look as aged either like the original yoda puppet had more hair and stuff come out the ears i'd say it's a different puppet but it's good to have frank odds back as yoda yodering around dishing out advice like it's going out of style <laughs> baby yeah. somehow uh from beyond the grave yoda can also force control the weather yes he's super powerful still though <laughs> come on I was fine with that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, a nice moment with Yoda. Yeah, Finn, Poe, Leia, and um, new character Rose. Should we talk about that? They have a very uh, tense storyline, don't they? Of um, they've got three ships, don't they? They've got a big Republic cruiser, and then two support ships, and they're trying to flee the First Order. Yes. So, so I'm not sure how much time is. I'd say probably about a week, because Ray's story obviously doesn't take place in the same amount of time that the First Order Republic chase is going on. Well, that's eight hours. Yeah, so obviously it's taken a week or two for the First Order to get their ship back together and regroup after Starkiller Base was destroyed. It's taken some time for Kylo to heal up as well. That gives Rey's story some time to play out because people are going to go, oh, she didn't do all that in eight hours. Doesn't matter. It's not because people have that problem with uh, Empire Strikes Back and the time in that, don't they? Uh, he do only they? trained for about know. a day and he's not a real Jedi. You're the one that always shouts, oh, Luke is not a real Jedi. Yeah, they kept calling him Jedi Master and this. He didn't do the trials. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He, found, he went to an island. He found some old books, which, according them. to Yoda, weren't even that important because Luke didn't even bother to read them properly. He skimmed them, if anything. He's like, they're ancient Jedi text. They're probably recipes. It could be, but... <laughs> Jedi potions and, and things. No, yeah, Jedi learning. It's not about books, is it? It's about spirituality. Becoming one with the Force. Yoda knows this. Yoda wasn't 
throwing homework at his students in the Jedi Temple, was he? I don't know. <laughs> we don't see much of his training. We just see him training with some like younglings and that's it. Yeah, wibbling some lightsabers about, yeah. Also, Luke gets a nice dig in at the, uh, the prequel era Jedi, saying that at the height of their power, they didn't see Sidious coming and their arrogance led to them being all but wiped out. It's a good dig at the arrogance of the Jedi and why, in, in Luke's view, that they needed to end. I think mostly the reason he wanted it to end was because uh, he came to the realisation that nobody, not the Jedi or the Sith or anybody, owns the Force or the Force doesn't belong to anybody. Because It's one of these lessons he teaches Ray, doesn't he? To feel in between like the cracks of life and you'll yeah. find the Force. It's not anybody. That's why he's like, the Jedi shouldn't be around. They shouldn't have take ownership of it. Yeah, it's not a power that you own. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're lucky enough to be able to feel it. Yeah. You should be grateful for that. Don't fuck it up and take it for granted and start electrocuting people like a madman. Which is what they all do. <laughs> yeah. So that chase scene, yeah, takes place over the span of a fairly short period of time. Kind of a Mad Max-esque chase scene. Not in the... St- but, you know, the film yeah. is based around a chase scene. Yeah. Which I, I liked, yeah. It was it was very tense, wasn't it? And the... Uh... A secret plan that develops between Finn, Poe, and Rose to um, because they come to or they figure out that the First Order has got a device that can track them through hyperspeed. So doesn't matter if they jump to if they jump or whatever, the First Order will track them. They're low on fuel as well, so there's an added element of danger. Yes, yeah, the tension is building, and their plan is would they come up with this plan with the help of Maz Kanata from Force Awakens, and they're going to find a code breaker master code breaker in this casino uh place which is filled with just the rich pricks that have profited off of this war and are living like kings gambling and and whatnot and uh, yeah they gotta find this master code breaker who takes the form of del toro who's a <laughs> well he's not the master code breaker is he that the master code breaker they find him and then they get arrested and del toro's like there He's as good as anyone is, Del Toro, so... Yeah, but he betrays t- them. <laughs> you take what you can get in a desperate situation, yeah. Yeah, that story wasn't as compelling as the Luke and um, Ray stuff, but again, it it never was going to be, was it? It's a, a thing for the characters to do to keep them busy and... Keep them busy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to keep them busy and then keep the threat going and show what the resistance what, what, is all what about. What are up to, yeah. Yeah. Because the resistance, they kind of get caught up in the whole... They're not... Their hands aren't clean in all of this. The weapons that they're using also come from these rich pricks that are gambling away and have kid slaves and nasty to weird cow, horse, big-eared things. things. aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got to get their weapons from somewhere, haven't they? So, yeah. And then, uh, what is that happens? Oh, that was it. Yeah, so they find the... Uh, the code breaker in the form of del toro and their plan is to sneak onto the the flagship or the the leadership if you like of this snoke first ship. order snoke, snoke ship snoke ship is there in person he's going to deal with the rebel scums poisonally poisonally <laughs> they're going to get on and disable this tracking device and then the resistance fleet will then jump to hyperspeed and the first order won't be able to track them for like six seconds by which point six minutes oh six got, minutes yeah that's six seconds <laughs> at which point by the time they get their thing back online they have no idea where they are yeah and they can regroup this does not go according to plan. In fact, it all goes to shit. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which was like, nice. Yeah. I'm and glad it, it didn't work. No, yeah. And Poe's mutiny, because Poe gets a pretty good story arc through this. He's 
get the hot-headed pilot and he tries to take out this um a flagship i think it's a what do they call it a dreadnought a dreadnought ship yeah at the very beginning of the film and his determination to take down this ship costs the lives of lots of pilots one of which is a uh, rose's sister so she's got a, a stake in not having everyone go on with suicide missions yeah. <laughs> like rogue one so every, they all went on a suicide mission and they all got murdered by death star <laughs> yeah they got they got stakes in that and his pose arc is okay maybe if i step back and, and think about things there's a way that i can get around this without jumping in an x-wing and shooting everything so mutiny <laughs> yeah a mutiny <laughs> which is wrong as well initially it's it's wrong because uh he he does it doesn't he? Cause he thinks of at this point Leia's incapacitated. She's unconscious. Yeah. And there's this I forget her name, a purple head admiral lady. Um, she's played by Laura Dern from Jurassic Park, the first one. She has a, a plan, but she doesn't want to share it out with the rest of the people just yet. Poe doesn't like this, and he's like, "You've got no plan. You've got nothing. We need to like you know take control of the ship, and I I have a plan. We can save everyone." No. No. <laughs> if it, his mutiny had succeeded, they would have all died. Probably, yes, definitely. Because, uh, obviously, his plan failed. Yeah, uh, Finn gets captured, doesn't he? Along with Rose. Yeah, so that all goes tits up. Leia wakes up and stuns Poe because she's like, oh, I can't deal with this guy. Yeah. And it uh, turns out the Admiral did have a good plan because um, she's going to get all the people on the... Uh, what were they? Carrier ships or something? Yeah, I forget. Yeah. To move them off the cruiser. And these are unarmored, unshielded, but they have cloaking devices. And they were going to get away fine. But because Poe's mission failed and the codebreaker they hired, Del Toro betrayed them and went oh is these 30 rebel ships or resistance ships about to leave yeah then so many of them die then as well <laughs> yes it is a real bloodbath for the resistance so their numbers are cut down dramatically because of this chase and pose actions and he does learn a lesson from it and he does realize that maybe sneaky sneaky is sometimes the best way rather than blowy blowy yeah <laughs> 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 not a good choice of words but yeah should we talk about some of the more unexpected things and whether yeah. you like them or not okay raise parents i oh yeah okay go on i like that i like i do like this there was so much speculation into it wasn't it oh she's a skywalker she's gonna be luke's daughter oh she's gonna be related to snoke oh she's obi-wan's snoke, snoke sorry she's Obi- snoke. obi-wan's granddaughter all that stuff she's nothing <laughs> Her parents were just nobody junker people who just abandoned her. I like this a lot because, again, it's another contrast between her and Kylo. So Kylo's the son of these two rebel heroes, Princess Leia and Han Solo. And he should have been one of the greatest Jedi and one of the really best people in the galaxy. And he turns into a mad, (laughs) crazed, uh, child-killing lunatic essentially and ray who comes from nothing it's kind of like how luke apparently comes from nothing at the start of a new hope yeah a farm boy a junker and she's kylo's opposite in in every way she can see the good in people kylo's everyone's betrayed him everyone he trusted has betrayed him or has let him down and yeah ray she kind of their dynamic is really good because they sh- share force, a force a communication type thing yeah well, they, they it, can sort of see each other but not each other's surroundings and obviously but 
you're led to believe there's some sort of special connection between them. Brother or sister, perhaps. But it's not. It's Snoke. <laughs> it's Snoke. Yes. He's, doing it, he's connecting them on purpose. Yeah, because Snoke wants to use Kylo's confliction to draw Rey to him, which he hopes will draw Luke to him in, in an attempt to try and save Rey from whatever evil death Snoke has planned. But And it turns out Kylo's confliction was all Snoke as well he was he said it I stoked his confliction because as soon as he stops Kylo doesn't care anymore <laughs> Kylo's not just conflicted about his feelings towards Rey and they have a good a bloody fantastic team up fight against uh, that was surprising Snoke. that was <laughs> yeah against Snoke's bodyguards like the, the red re- guards again weren't they really? yeah like the remade royal guards from uh, Return of the Jedi. They do nothing in Return of the Jedi. They do so bloody much in this. It's, it's an epic fight scene, isn't it? It's... They've got the armour is sort of lightsaber proof, but isn't. Like, parts of it were. There's, there was a part where a guy had a, both his arms and Ray had her lightsaber against his forearms and it wasn't going through his armour. He was holding it off, yet. I think I missed that bit. I, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't. They're not particularly lightsaber proof because they do get lightsabered a lot. I, I know at that point, but he was holding it off of his forearms. Unless he had one of those whip things and I couldn't see it. Yeah, I, don't know, I think but... it was probably that. Um, yeah, they do a lot. When Snoke is killed, surprisingly killed, he's chopped in half. By but... uh, Kylo <laughs> using yeah. Rey's lightsaber, isn't he? Yeah, so Kylo. Well, Snoke's got Rey held prisoner, he's force freezing her to the spot kneeling in front of Kylo and Snoke's going okay kill her now and then we'll we'll get Luke and, and we can kill him as well and then Snoke's got some kind of precognition ability in the force where he's describing what Kylo's doing yes you're twisting your lightsaber you're going to kill your true enemy and then you see just beside him on the arm of his chair Ray's lightsaber turns towards Snoke and then you will ignite it, and then it ignites and cuts Snoke clean in half. Then he top half drops off the chair. <laughs> and yeah, that's when Ray goes, oh, okay, maybe Kylo's on my side. And yeah, then they take we, out. We've the, got Ben back. Yeah, they take out the guard in a really good fight. And then when's all said and done, Kylo goes, no, I'm not a good guy. You should join me. Because, you know, sweet rides and yeah we just killed everybody we can uh we can take it over yeah it was a classic sith move isn't it the apprentice kills the master claim the power all that lot yeah you also saw when they'd done their team-up fight the uh true extent on their lightsaber abilities because ray was struggling against one and kylo was taking on three of them they all they both struggled at different points during that fight and they kind of helped each other out if they weren't on the same page or, or ray didn't have as much trust at that point in Kylo, they probably both would have been taken down. So there was a good amount of peril in that, and that gives the guards more credibility. They did something. They looked cool, and they did some shit. Unlike <laughs> Phasma, who will is a surprising death. In not... is she dead? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> There's so many times when you think these characters should have died. There's a whole bit with Finn where he's like, "Oh, he's about to sacrifice himself," and I, I was like. Alright, I'm ready. I'm ready for Finn to give his life for the resistance, and then he doesn't. Yeah, but There's... Phasma falls into a pit of fire. Probably got flame retardant armor. There's Apart from that one bit around <laughs> she's gonna lose an eye and then she'll be fine. I think Phasma's gone, but yeah, Snoke, one more on him. Were you disappointed that we didn't get anything about him? No. He was just some guy, wasn't he? He was 
super powerful with the force chose not to have a lightsaber and when the Emperor crumpled and Sidious died and Vader died he was like I'm going to step in here and uh, just take this over yeah but we uh, I'm kind of happy and I w- right I wanted to know who Snoke was I know we're probably going to get a book or a comic that explains his origins and stuff so I'm disappointed with that but again I'm glad that he is gone because Kylo is a far more interesting villain and the more we saw of Snoke the more he was just a Palpatine light he's using lines from Palpatine's uh, idiolect so he's going oh fulfill your destiny I'm a super powerful man lightning (laughs) So, so I'm glad that he's gone because yeah generic evil old man we've seen it before and Kylo is far more interesting as a villain goes I like the whole thing of um, Kylo still wearing his mask in this and Snoke's like to take that ridiculous thing off alright you're not Darth Vader get over it I thought you could be as powerful and you're obviously not gonna be just and they, they address that whole thing of him trying to be like Vader and just be your own character you betraying bastard <laughs> just manipulates everybody yeah because Kylo he's a lot more interesting than the most of the other Star Wars villains isn't he I know they tried to make Anakin a conflicted thing but it didn't work too well Hayden did it? Christensen couldn't pull it off to the same degree that Adam Driver can there was an unnecessary Kylo topless scene because <laughs> Kylo and Ray with this force connection that um, Snoke's doing it just randomly connects them at whatever point and Ray catches Kylo in the middle of changing or washing I don't know what he's doing but he's topless that wasn't needed <laughs> at all <laughs> but whatever it was in there well Ray I'm on the loo just give me a second exactly. before you <laughs> on the loo or something <laughs> force telepathy me or something so yeah or maybe Snoke thought it'd be funny. <laughs> Get him topless, yeah. Well, there was, I liked as well, there was a moment of Ray when um she has three lessons with Luke. And Luke's first lesson is, here's the Force, feel yourself, connect to it. She instantly goes to where there's a dark place on the island. And like Luke says, he's like, you didn't even try to resist it, what are you doing? <laughs> so, it's so tempting. I like that. So uh, I don't know whether she's now completely good or whether that, that's still lingering like because it's always there isn't it the lure of the dark side yeah it's in everyone but uh she went to it straight away <laughs> was interesting it's a mysterious hole you're gonna go down i was a bit there. disappointed when she went down there and she had just a weird ass moment looking at some ice where there's lloyd's version of herself and a time delay between each version oh what trippy i liked it that was that was weird no i, I enjoyed me it. my parents oh it's me <laughs> No, I, I liked it, yeah. Because, again, it leaves it open for the reveal where Kylo's just like, nah, you're no one. You shouldn't even be here, really. Yeah, he's just like, you just, right place, right time for you, wasn't it, finding Finn? i tell you who I also liked in regards with Adam Driver, their chemistry, is General Hux. He's good. <laughs> That's good, yeah. I like their love-hate relationship. It's just a, a hate relationship. It's, it's not love-hate, <laughs> is it? It's, it's hate, and then towards the end, it's hate and terrifying fear yeah, fear obedience out of fear so once at Snoke's dead and Rey and uh, Kylo turn on each other there's a there's a pretty good moment where uh, Laura Dern's character destroys pretty much or incapacitates Snoke's ship by ramming her rebel frigate into it at light speed cutting it and most of the other ships in half <laughs> pretty sweet that was good that was good I enjoyed that 
and that knocks them both down. Um, Ray recovers first, grabs the lightsaber, and runs off, and is picked up by. Which is destroyed. I should probably mention at this point. They they force pull link so much between Kylo Ray, it rips in half. Yeah. So she gets that, and she's picked up in the Falcon by Chewie and R two and a bunch of Porgs. He's a, he adopted Porgs because he. Well, they're the parents of that really sad-looking porg he was, was going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, damn it. Should we eat a porg? Are we pro or anti-porg podcast? I like the porgs. I thought they were adorable. Pro-porg <laughs> podcast. <laughs> they're going to run right on the falcon. Cause oh, yeah. he took more than one, so I don't know no, why. so many porgs. I do like porgs. Hux comes up and sees Kylo on the floor, out cold. And there's a moment where he... Paul goes to get his blaster from under his coat and then Kylo wakes up and he goes nothing <laughs> 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 to see here I'm just adjusting my coat I wasn't going to shoot you in the head whilst you were knocked out I thought it would be better if um, he shot as Kylo woke up and Kylo grabs it with the force like he done the, the force awakens where he stops oh, stop it the bolt. and he's just and Hux is just like oh it went off you're okay yeah <laughs> I was cleaning the blaster and yeah. it went off <laughs> no and then there, there's a little power struggle which Hux loses, obviously. He's, he's Almost not immediately, uh, he gets yeah. force-choked. He's not going to out-intimidate Kylo, is he? So, no. no. Yeah, I'm glad Hux is still around. He yeah, it's surprising. I didn't think he'd be in this. Or if he was, I don't think he'd be in it long, because I thought he'd just be like a side character from The Force Awakens. But no, he's developed into a more of a uh, prominent character. Yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be him and Kylo back and forth in the episode 9. Yes, yeah. And I'm yeah, I'm if you gave me a choice between Phasma and Hux. You go Hux. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Cuz I don't think Phasma has the scene with Kylo does does she? No, her, hers is just Finn, isn't it? She's a she's a Finn character. Antagonist, yeah. Antagonist, yeah. She was. Not anymore. She, we a, don't know that <laughs> she's in a fiery hole somewhere so I think that's the end of Phasma which is disappointing kind of, yeah her armour can deflect blaster shots why are not all the stormtroopers wearing this <laughs> there's only one set of chrome shiny armour now in the world in the universe in the galaxy it's not like it can't be too expensive it's the first order they've unlimited resources probably I don't know maybe it's a fashion thing but it deflects blaster shots. I know. They I'm... should be looking at this. Yes, I know. It would be very useful. It probably deflects Ewok rocks as well. So No, Ewok rocks will always get oh, through. Oh, yeah. They're lethal. The Ewok rocks. What else? Luke. His fight. He gets a lightsaber zoom zoom off. Yes, but not in and a way so you think more. it's going to be. <laughs> so, in the scene that you've seen in all the trailers with the walkers on i think it's crate is that mining salt planet um also there was a cameo from um gareth edwards i I think it was gareth edwards you know in that scene where they're in the ditch and that man licks the the floor "Mm, salt Mm. the guy next to him that looks at him weird i think that's gareth edwards the director of rogue one oh right okay Okay, cool (laughs) cool i think they do that they give each other little cameos in in their movies in in their film so yeah (laughs) That scene that has been in the trailers of the walkers assault on on that secret rebel base, it goes on for, for longer and it's not at the beginning of the film, which I think people were worried about. Oh, it's just going to be a retread of the beginning of uh, Empire Strikes Back and the Hoth stuff that they did there. I didn't feel that was the case, did you? From the trailer, 
whenever I saw that trailer, I thought they were making the red stuff come out the ships as like, I don't know what they were planning to do with it. But no, it's just grappling hooks dragging on the ground to stabilise them because without them, they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And the planet is there's a layer of salt and then it's all the red minerally stuff that yeah. comes up from under that whenever that's broken. So the rebels practically get their asses kicked and they don't practically, do... Practically, they get absolutely <laughs> annihilated. They lose so many of their um troops the commanders as well akbar gone murdered by um some tie fighters in in the scene that almost kills leia so they're on the the bridge of the ship and kylo's about to attack it he doesn't because he senses layers on there and then two fighters from out of nowhere come up from behind and shoot blow up the bridge Leia's able to survive because she uses the force to pull herself back onto the ship. She's growing more powerful, hasn't she? <laughs> yeah. And Akbar not being force sensitive. He's gone, mate. He's gone, mate. Bloody gone, Chris. We've lost Akbar. I mean, I, we've also lost the actor in in, in real life. In real life. Yeah, so. so. But Akbar needed a more do more you think, fitting end, I reckon. Do you, do you think as the Tie Fighters fire towards it, she looked at the window and just been like, "It was indeed a trap." No, I think maybe instead of Laura Dern, have him on the ship and do the light speed, cut in half. This is a trap! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been quite good, yeah. I would have liked that. Or something to that effect, yeah. But Akbar's gone. So, in memoriam, Chris, of Admiral Akbar, let's pause for a moment of It's a Trap. It's a trap! The resistance there without a leader practically and they need time they need to find a way out of the the base otherwise kylo and his troops will destroy them and that will be it the resistance will be done luke shows up though having been left by ray because ray's not entirely happy with his teachings luke shows up at the base and he goes hey i'm gonna be the luke skywalker of legend i am gonna go out there on my own with a lightsaber i'm gonna beat all the first order and he walks out alone and in front of all these walkers Kylo goes okay everyone I want you to concentrate fire on that one old man Hux looks at him puzzled and goes really? yes (laughs) and 10 or 11 big ass walkers just blow the shit out of where Luke is standing it goes on for like a minute straight of just (laughs) shooting and all this dust and salt coming up out of the out of the ground Hugs eventually goes, okay, Kylo, I, I think you got him. The shooting stops. And out of the smoke, Luke steps. <laughs> and at this point, I was thinking, holy crap, his force powers have, like, tripled. And again, I was thinking about how powerful they made him in the, in the EU. And I was like, oh, maybe they've they've taken something from that. And that they've souped him up to, like, mega powers or whatever. And he was just, like, force shielding it all. That wasn't the case. No, I was yeah. still impressed, nonetheless. It's, it's, it's still an impressive feat of force mastery that Luke does. Yeah. And Kylo decides he's going to go down there and face him himself. And there's a fight that goes on. Um, it's kind of really quite reminiscent of the, the fight in Star Wars Rebels between Darth Maul and Ben Kenobi, where they stand off, look at how each other's stance are going and what sort of style they're going to come in with and then they run at each other kylo goes for a a slash of the head and luke just ducks and dodges and and spirals out of the way of of not he he ignites his lightsaber but there's no need for luke to 
to use it. No. Yeah, to clash with him. Did you feel like Mark Hamill looked a bit when he was standing there talking? He looked a bit. His body looked a bit CG'd. No, I don't. Something looked out of place. It might have been the costume. I, yeah. Or the, the fact that his hair was different because he, he when he gets to Cray, he's had a haircut apparently and trimmed his beard. Yeah. The grey's like gone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought he looked a bit off. There's something wasn't quite right with him. So I didn't know it was some it was some sort of CG trickery. No, I don't. But... I don't think so. But um, turns out that Luke was never on crate. He's still sat on that island, still old and dishevelled, and he's forced projecting pr- plane whatever himself he's force projecting an image of himself across the galaxy not to appear just in kylo's mind but in everybody's mind which must have taken so much power <laughs> yes yeah were you okay with that yeah i thought it was quite good i imagine some people will are not... going to be annoyed about oh, what yeah. the hell we wanted a, a luke kylo green lightsaber versus red lightsaber fight type thing well you got it but not in the way that <laughs> you expected it yeah yeah so um yeah, I thought it was quite good. I was I was happy with it. When you find out it's not real and Luke's back on his island, he's like floating in the air meditating. He collapses down exhausted. And I was like, oh, is he dead? He then pulls himself back up and sits on the rock. And I was like, okay, he's going to survive into episode nine. The sun sets and he force disappears and joins with the force, which I didn't expect. I thought if he's going to die in this film, he'd be killed by Kylo Ren. And he sort of was killed by Kylo because he'd done this to face Kylo and it resulted in his death so Kylo did sort of lead to his death but not in how I thought it would happen but I think Luke's okay with it I think he knew that this was if gonna he be tried easy. this massive feat of force trickery that it would take a heavy toll on him and I think we'll probably see him again as a force ghost yeah he, he'll still crop up at, at some point because he's probably still got a lot to teach well he gave Ray. us three lessons so yeah I think he <laughs> bloody well has <laughs> yeah he's probably got a lot to teach Ray and also, they'll probably need him to fill whatever role Carrie Fisher was going to play in the in the ninth film. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, because I, I heard like the the structure of them was okay. So episode seven is Han Solo's film, eight is Luke's, and then nine is where Leia gets to come into the forefront and and shine. It's sad that we're not going to get that as initially planned, but. Yeah, I think I think we've not seen the last of Luke. He's going to be a force ghost at some point. And, yeah. Um, really touching moment. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was cheesy or or anything like that. Powerful stuff, Chris. I, I think liked he, it. He's going to force haunt Kylo as well. He, he says to Kylo, doesn't he? He's like, if you strike me down in anger, I'll always be with you. So Kylo's going to be just there in his private moments. And shirtless. L- yeah, Luke's just going to be there all the time. Like I told you, I'm always going to be here now. Yeah. I always like to think that Ghost Obi-Wan did that with Vader. Hello. Just, no, Vader, and he's like, not now, Obi-Wan. He's like, what have you done? You're having a back-to-tank bath, are you? <laughs> Maybe I'll open up the cold tap. <laughs> like, no, no, damn you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> That's really petty. I know, but I'm a ghost, so it doesn't matter. And he floats up and he's like, look, I have the higher ground. <laughs> It's totally the thing I would do if I was a force ghost. <laughs> Just torment him. Oh yeah. Dear. It's what so, a force uh, ghost should do. It's what Yoda does. What? <laughs> Yoda. So, so Luke, Luke, Luke. Oh, look what's happened with you. Then I leave you alone. You fuck it all up. Dummy. You still have so much to learn. Die. Join me and Qui Gon and Obi Wan and the uh, Anakin. Anakin and a lot. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll teach you everything. 
it's the only way Jedi's can ever learn the true way of the Force is is to die and join with the Force. That's how they learn all the secrets. Sort of. We I mean, sort of. <laughs> That's the only way that you can do it. Oh no. Yeah. So I th- I think we are seeing Mark Hamill again as a Force ghost. Yeah. That's pretty much the film. Uh, do you want to do survivally bits? I mean, most of the deaths are unexpected. Yeah. For the characters, let alone the audience. So. <laughs> Any way you could survive Snoke's death? I mean, Snoke sees... He sees what's about to happen. But he but misinterprets he, it, doesn't he? Yeah, he for, doesn't know um, in what context he's yeah. the lightsaber and, and stuff. I like it with the whole keeping the lightsaber next to him. It was very reminiscent of Return of the Jedi of the Emperor of his lightsaber. Ray tries to force grab the lightsaber away from him, and Snoke's just like, no, spin it around, hit you in the head, and bring it back to me. <laughs> yeah. Is he more powerful than the Emperor? Um, He's certainly more willing to use his power than Palpatine is. But again, not knowing who he is or who he was trained by or, or what's going on, then I, I couldn't hazard a guess as to what power level he's on. Palpatine seems to enjoy using the Force more, but Snoke uses it. He'd, more he'd use it for more menial tasks and things like that. So. Mm. Oh, speaking of that, the very end scene we get of a kid Force pulling a broom towards him. And he's standing looking at the stars, holding it as if it was a lightsaber, or was wearing a resistance ring. Yes, well, are I we think gonna, he got that um, ring from He got it from Rose, Rose didn't he? Yeah. So, episode 9, are we going to pop up? And is he going to somehow get involved? And it'll be like... And Ray, or and Ray will be like, at the end of episode 9, assuming she's alive, be like, oh, this could be a new generation of, of Jedi. Perhaps they're not meant to end. Even though Luke and Yoda have both said, yes, they should end. I think people are going to read too much into that scene i don't like, know like you have like yeah oh, but... who's this kid with a mop he's going to be really important i think it's just a symbol that the force is still out there there's still people you can use it yeah and they they're using it just to survive and get by they're not using it to fight the darkness or bring terror and everything there are just people out there that can use the force and if if you want they can be your beacons of hope and, and stuff but yeah I, I, you know, I don't want that kid to be a <laughs> a fucking pivotal point plot no, point another Anakin we got <laughs> no I, I just think it's Ryan Johnson leaving everyone as yeah the Jedi have ended in this carnation but force people are still out there and you know they might come in handy they might not Nah, this kid's going to be involved in episodes 10, murder the first 10 11, and 12. Yeah, it? yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> now, this obviously is a big thing of what's going to happen in episode 9. Is Kylo going to die? Will Kylo turn to the light? Will Rey die? Will she turn to the dark? I... So many questions. Kylo's not turning to the light. For definite. He killed Han Solo. He killed Snoke. He killed Luke. There's no redemption in that man. And Luke even said, yeah... I'm not here to try and turn you to the light. You are a prick. That's probably partly my fault, but I'm still going to put you down. Vader turned back and he'd, he'd done far worse at this point. Yeah, but he didn't kill Han Solo. He murdered That's... children. <laughs> That's unredeemable. So... What, murdering Han Solo? Yes. <laughs> what? Unredeemable. But then he killed Snoke. Yes, he done it to take to upset power from him, but he's still done it unredeemable Solo's dead I do hope that we get Lando in the next one I I hope Billy D. Williams is back Chris I'm on the IMDB review page at the moment 
right? And, and I'm shocked. Have you, have you found bad reviews for it? I found I've found nothing but bad reviews on IMDb oh for some reason. Oh my god! I don't understand why. Oh, we should review. Watch or don't watch. Oh, watch. Yeah, nothing more. Watch. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit long, and I think on repeat viewing, some of the scenes may drag a bit. It didn't feel like it dragged as much as a, say, a, a Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which was roughly the same length of time, but because that was more quieter. And Last Jedi was more action-packed. I, this didn't feel like it was a two-and-a-half-hour film. Really? I kept thinking it was going to end, and then it didn't. No. You... I was waiting for it to end at certain points, and it just kept going. Okay. Might be personal differences as to <laughs> attention spans. But yeah, IMDb, I have found some really bad reviews for this film. But are they reviews that people actually feel this way, or do you think they're just... Uh... They're just trolling it. I don't know. Well, I've got, look, two stars, eight stars for this. Went to the movie Happy, came out partly sad and confused. Why confused? I don't know. There's nothing confusing in the film. Two stars, spoilers, bad plot, poor writing. I didn't feel that way. No, it was fine. No. I started crying after 90 minutes, one star. I don't know whether that's good or bad crying. At one start, it'd be bad crying. Yeah, bad crying. <laughs> I mean, there's good crying. But it doesn't say good crying. I'm sorry, but they say I started crying and they've given it a one star. What else you got now? That's, uh... The Last Jedi is so bad on so many levels. That's so many so's. <laughs> but there's none of these reviews are pointing out Apart from one that said poor plot or whatever it was, none of them are actually saying why. So I no, don't... these are just the headlines. I'm not going oh, into right, the proper... Okay. I'm not... I'm not going into it. Oh, I've got a six-star one. To sum up, the movie in one sentence... Oh, there's... I've got to click. <laughs> Snoke is a silly joke. That's... <laughs> it's a good review. I didn't... I didn't. Usually I prep these before, but I've, I'm, I'm literally just scrolling down. A betrayal to the legacy! One star! <laughs> How was it? I think you're going to get people who are... Their original trilogy hardcore fans and they're not going to like this new approach how they've uh, what they did with Luke and stuff and where they're going with it they're, they're not going to like it but I I think it's, it's better to have it be unpredictable because everyone complained about Force Awakens being a new hope and people were saying oh this is just going to be an Empire Strikes Back rehash didn't they so yeah Star Wars wimps the last joke <laughs> two stars out of ten I should say all of these are out of ten Disney is the Death Star what? <laughs> okay, this one must be a bot because there's lots of <laughs> numbers after it. Yeah. So on IMDb, people are are really not liking it. I've not looked on Rotten Tomatoes, but well yeah. then, don't watch a solo film and don't watch episode nine. We don't need you people in the Star Wars community. <laughs> They'll still watch it anyway because you know they like to to moan at things. Okay, I want to close this down <laughs> because it's, it's confusing me. Uh, shall we talk about some news, Chris? Some news? Some new news. And first off, big news. Disney bought Fox. Specifically the entertainment bit, so they've got the rights to all the characters now. Yeah, well, they've bought the movie studios, um, the stake in Hulu that Fox had. They've also bought, I think, all of 
Sky uh, TV channels here in the UK. Fox have held on to their news programming in the US. And no one cares about that. <laughs> no, and that's probably a, a good thing that Disney have nothing to do with that. So Disney now have the rights to a whole bunch of films, including but not limited to X-Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, Wolverine, Aliens, Predators, uh, Avatar as well, surprisingly. Um... And a few other, a whole bunch of other ones. I think what they're going to do with Fox is initially for the first couple of years, because Fox have already planned out a load of movies, I think Disney are going to let them get on with that because a whole bunch of money's already been invested in Deadpool 2 and a whole bunch of other things. And I think Disney might do what they've done with Lucasfilms and Marvel because you don't see a Disney logo at the beginning of either of those, do you? They just let them be their own thing. But yeah. it was still here. Yeah, <laughs> just lurking in the background. The mouse is here. <laughs> and I think that's probably what they're going to do with Fox. So it's not going to be Disney, Fox, and obviously the compatible characters, Marvel characters, are going to be brought into the... So we're going to get a Fantastic Four and X-Men introduced into the MCU. Marvel can now use the words mutants. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, and Deadpool's got a whole lot more to poke fun at, so that'll be good. I don't know if they will introduce Deadpool to the MCU, because if they do and they stick him in whatever film, they're either going to have to tone up the violence for the other characters or tone him down They'll to do match the tone it, down thing. Which will ruin the Deadpool character, I think. Maybe. I think you can do a, a funnier PG. It would, it would be less reliant on gore and, look, here are my testicles as I masturbate to a unicorn. It would be well, I like that, that stuff. <laughs> Of course you do. You're a sick fuck. <laughs> but uh, it'll be less of that. But um, yeah, all that is to be seen. And we can speculate until the cows come home. But there are two more pieces of news, Chris. Okay, so some more news, Chris. Um, Star Wars news, surprisingly. <laughs> the trilogy that uh, Ryan Johnson has been given uh, after the success, as long as you don't believe the IMDb reviews, <laughs> <laughs> the success of uh, Star Wars... Um, the Last Jedi. He's been given a, a trilogy, which I told you about, and everyone was thinking, "Ah, oh, it's going to be the the Old Republic, and we're going to get a sort of Revan kind of storyline." Yeah, uh, yeah. We apparently not, because the latest rumor is that it's going to be a trilogy of Obi Wan films. So rather than getting just one solo spin-off film, he's getting his own trilogy. Yes. Which is I'm all not... of his adventures on Tatooine. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because he got a Stars ta- on Tatooine to look after Luke, hasn't he? Baby Luke. So is he gonna have? I mean, okay, maybe one will be on Tatooine, another one will be he leaves Tatooine for whatever reason. Yeah, if this is true, that would be interesting. But uh, a lot of people have wanted a an Obi Wan film. Yeah, and I, I think d- one Obi Wan film though, like a spin off, would be okay. I don't think a trilogy. That's, yeah. that's too much Obi Wan. That's that's like here's Obi Wan here Obi- is again here is again Obi Wan overload yeah yeah it feels like it's too much I would I'd be happy with just a a solo spin off film like you know this is one of the things you go up to on Tatooine I can get on board with that but we'll we'll have to see what's what's happening with that if it if that rumor is indeed true and uh, yeah last bit of news Chris uh, Marvel's Punisher has been greenlit for a second season on netflix or maybe not netflix because disney are trying to make their own rival to netflix and amazon and stuff 
Which is partly why they brought Fox, so they've got more films. They're going to pull the uh, Marvel Netflix material. Probably, yeah. Well, they have said by 2019, Disney don't want to be on Netflix anymore. I don't have to subscribe to fucking Disney streaming service just to watch the the Marvel TV shows. And Alien Covenant. (laughs) (laughs) Whoop-dee-doo. Prometheus. It's a good deal, Chris. Bloody hell. I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, next week, Chris, is our Christmas special, which has bugger all to do with Christmas. It's Die Hard 3. <laughs> Die Hard Hill. Is that one that's set at Christmas as well? No. <laughs> so just because we've done the Die Hard 1 and 2 at Christmas, we're going to do the third one? Yes. Right. This is also the last good Die Hard film as well, so I've enjoy seen... it whilst you can. Apart from the original Die Hard, which I saw... It's the second Die Hard film I saw. The first one was Die Hard 3.5 or something. It was like an extended version of the third film. 3 point... Oh, do you mean 4 point... Oh, maybe it's 4 point... Yeah. Well, everyone had point in it. I don't know. 4.0. Die there's, Hard 4. There's one where I had a jet on it. Yeah, that's Die Hard 4. Okay, that's what I've seen. I saw that one originally, and then I saw the original Die Hard. I've seen bits of the second one. Watch, watch I've not seen the third if, one. If you, I know you won't, but if you do get a chance to watch the third one, I'd, I'd give it a watch. It's got Jeremy Irons in it. It's, it's, it's solid stuff. Okay. And like I said, it's the last of the good Die Hard films. So. Does he, does Brace Bruce... yourself, Chris, because the next couple of Christmases with bad Die Hard films are going to be interesting. Has Bruce Willis still got hair in the third one? No. Oh, my God. Oh. It's going. It's, it's going. going. <laughs> in the fourth one, he's, he's, it's gone, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, that's why it went downhill, was it? <laughs> it's the hair, the lack of hair content, yeah. Um, so if you've got any thoughts, either share it with us, your thoughts on Star Wars The Last Jedi, please. Having read all of those IMDb reviews, I'm <laughs> slightly worried. Please email us at wecouldsurvive at gmail.com or tweet us at wecouldsurvive. Next week, Christmas, festive, with jingly bells, yay. Jingly bells, yay. <laughs> yeah, but um, until then, Chris, what can people do? They can keep on surviving. <laughs> I was going to come with the contact information, but I've done you've, it. Co- you've covered that. So, yeah. yeah, everybody keep on surviving and enjoy this Star Wars universe and the expanded universe as well. Disney says it's not canon, but it's still it's still good to look at and read what and play. Expanded universe. Star what Wars. The exp- fuck are you on about? Don't don't start with me. You know what I'm talking about. But we're going to see you all next week for Die Hard Three. Ho ho ho! Until then, keep on surviving. Goodbye. <laughs>